fat is bad for you. I just pop a pill and I'm fine. Meat is murder. <laughs> it's time for bad food punishment. It's time for real nourishment. It's time for the nutrition heretic. The following program is provided as information only and may not be construed as medical or health advice. It is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease. No action or inaction should be taken solely on the basis of the information provided here. Please consult with a licensed healthcare professional or doctor on any matter relating to your health and well-being. I'm going to um, introduce Sandy Radomsky. She's one of my mentors. Uh, she runs the website allergyantidotes.com, and she's going to tell us a little bit. I'm going to ta- I want to talk about allergy because uh, one of the things that's been happening to me is I, I think I might be allergic to my husband. I, he's, he, he, is, he was based on the mainland. He's now based here, although he's on the mainland right now. And... Uh, since October, it seems like every time he comes to visit, I break out in a rash. <laughs> and I'm not sure what that's about. That's a big problem. <laughs> that's Yeah. So, you know, is it in my head? <laughs> well, well, you know, people do get allergic to people in their family. They get allergic to their husbands, their kids, their siblings, all kinds of things. And... Um, I don't know. I usually here's my definition of allergy, which is really kind of different than the traditional medical definition. Could the medical definition that? about allergy is talking about a whole histamine reaction and all of that kind of thing. And my definition, actually, I, for years I used the definition of um, Doris Rapp, Dr. Doris Rapp, who is a head pediatric allergist, very famous doctor. And she says an allergy is a reaction to a food or a drug or something in your environment that does not cause a problem to other, with a, to other people. Mm-hmm. And so she's not talking about a histamine reaction necessarily. And then actually what I've taken it is even further. I believe an allergy is a mistake of the immune system based on trauma. So for me, allergies are learned. So if there's some kind of thing you're exposed to, when you are um, stressed in trauma, some kind of upset, your body can get some learning that isn't really good learning. It can learn to connect up that trauma with whatever you're exposed to. It can be a food, a smell, a color, a person. And somehow whenever you're around that smell, food, taste, that person, your body says, oh, I have to protect myself. I have to protect myself. And the only way a body knows how to protect themselves is with an inflammatory reaction. Mm -hmm. So our inflammatory reactions cause the skin eruptions, causes congestion, causes your eyes to run, causes your nose to run, uh, causes stomach ache, causes brain fog. That's all your body is trying to say, go away, go away. It's dangerous. You're dangerous. So I don't know. Um, you know, I'd have to muscle test and do some other stuff to see if you actually have gotten trauma associated with your husband. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So when you, um, in your 
uh, allergy antidotes because uh, you do you do uh, a few different modalities. Sure. Uh, and I know you've got allergy antidotes and you've got ask and receive, which is right. newer. It's not really new anymore, but it's newer. <laughs> um, uh, how do you differentiate those two? Like, like I think people want to know when you say muscle test, like not a lot of people out there understand completely what that means, for example. Well, I do a lot of work uh, with applied kinesiology muscle testing where I am using a person's body as an indicator of if something's good for them or not. So if you put your arm out and I press on your arm and you say something that's true, your arm will stay strong. If you say something that's not true, your arm will weaken. Now, I know that sounds really strange, but it's actually a physiological response. Okay. It, your body cannot hold as much pressure for as, ma- um, as much time if you're saying something that's not true or you're holding or touching something that's not good for you. Mm-hmm. If this is actually was used in the Second World War as a way to interrogate spies because they could not hold as much weight for as long amount of time if they were telling a lie. What, so that was the, um, uh, what do they call it, the original polygraph. The original polygraph. And whenever I talk about this at a class, people say, can I do that with my teenager? <laughs> hey, that's a, that's a great idea. I have somebody about to turn teenager. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, yeah, well, you can, you can really fight pretty hard. Um, but they were doing um, in the Second World War, it was a kind of different, you know, kind of thing. But so I do a lot. That's how I find out if someone is aligned with the substance, aligned with uh, what they want, a positive statement or what they, you know, what a, a statement of what they want. I'm always checking to see if they're in alignment with the substance or the statement. And if they're not in alignment, I'm assuming that the body has, and it's something they really want, the body has something blocking it. And it's usually a trauma that's blocking it. Mm-hmm. And then what what I do in my work, so the allergy antidotes, I started that in, I think, 1999. I, I started with that website and started teaching. And that was all about substances. In the beginning, it was all about substances. And ask, and I use many different techniques in order to get your give your body new information. Because if allergies are learned, that means they can be unlearned. Mm. So if you learn that, you know, that um, something terrible, you know, something terrible happened at the kitchen table when you were eating a certain kind of food and you hooked that up and you could never eat that food again. That learning needs to be unlocked, unhooked, because it doesn't make any sense anymore. There's no reason that that food is causing you a problem. Um, so we can unlearn it. And the way you unlearn it is to give the body new experience that it can be relaxed and calm and uh, peaceful in the presence of that substance. Right. Relax and calm in the presence of your husband and all that kind of stuff. Right. Right. So, okay. (laughs) So so my whole job is to get you into that new learning situation, that relaxed state. And we, you know, in my, um, beginning manuals, I have all kinds of different techniques um, that I use, but I, I probably have come down to three main ways that I balance the body in relationship 
um, to the substance. One is called spinal release, which is tapping on different acupuncture points. It's, it's you know, it's kind of similar to the tapping from EFT, emotional freedom technique, which I'm, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure a lot of people know. And then I use a laser also to laser the, the uh, reflex points of your ears. And that balance is, it's, it's a laser at the exact wavelength of a healthy living cell. And it causes all of those points on your on your uh, ear to go into uh, vibrating like a healthy cell. And all those reflex points refer to other points of your body. So you're balancing your whole body in relation to that substance you're holding or thinking about. Mm-hmm. Then, in, more recently, since about 2008 is when I created Ask and Receive, which is a is my my new little baby. I, I guess it isn't so young anymore. My God, he's eight years old. <laughs> but um, but ask and receive is now probably the main technique I use to deal with um, allergies because essentially a hundred percent of my work is done on the phone or Skype. Right. So I, I don't necessarily have someone in my office that I can tap down their back or laser their ears. So I do most of my work with the ask and receive. Mm-hmm. And ask and receive is really a way to access your higher state of consciousness to help you learn the new relationship with that food or substance. Right. So um, ask and receive is based on the concept that we all have a higher, broader perspective that knows everything that's happened to us in our lives and knows exactly what we need to do to get what we want. So people who come to see me want want to be able to eat certain foods. They want to be comfortable they, they don't have, want to have belly aches anymore. They want, don't want to have brain fog. They don't want to have, uh, you know, runny nose all the time. So they, your, their higher self knows how to get there, but they don't always have access to that higher state of consciousness. So there's five sentences they repeat of ask and receive, and we found that repeating those sentences brings the information from their higher self into their current reality so that they can learn that new relationship with the food. Okay. Okay. So, um, so when you, what you're saying is that with allergy antidotes, you are developing, you're, you're, uh, developing a, a more positive relationship with a particular substance, food, person, et cetera, uh, yes. by balancing energy points. So what people might think of as acupressure points mm-hmm. while they're holding the substance or thinking about that substance. Is that correct? That's right. Or else they can hold or think about the substance and do the ask and receive. Right. And then, so, and then ask and receive is almost like calling on, is it your soul or, or you know, whatever that, that higher uh, yeah, intuition really- almost? Yeah, it's like your true self. It's like that inner self. It's like the true self that you were meant to be, the self before you had any traumas, that Mm -hmm. true self that knows the truth about you and who you are and who you are in the world. And um, we don't usually use the word soul or, you know, so it's... um, it's interesting because I work with people who some who are very spiritual, some very religious, some who, who are atheists, and everybody seems to be able to relate to this higher part of themselves mm-hmm. without necessarily having a spiritual or religious connotation about it. Right, right. So it's the it's almost the uh, 
Well, yeah, it's your higher self. I mean, there's no, there, there, sometimes there's just not a better word for it. <laughs> you know, but, you know, I was fascinated with your, your conversation that you were having because there was a time, oh, my, in the uh, probably early 2000s when my caseload was 100% autistic children. And um, it really is hard seeing. It's a, it breaks your heart to see what's happened to some of these children and the desperation. So I really um, agree with you that people need to be doing more research, more into, you know, thinking outside of the box for things. Right. So, um, you know, because it really, it was devastating, these kids who were, you know, at three years old, reading, you know, being, one was called, I remember, the little professor. They called in the little professor who was so smart. And he took, he had one vaccination. Now, this is a one person. I know the studies have shown it's not from vaccination. But in this one case, had the vaccination, had, you know, a high fever infection, uh, ear infection right after that, and has never gotten his speech back. And this was, you know, another four years later. And, um, you know, that's what I was seeing. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I see that all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it, they're saying that it's not, you know, it's not the vaccination, but damn, if it doesn't show up the day after, you know, <laughs> it's really interesting. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, but uh, I, I personally don't think that vaccine is the main cause. I think it is the nail in the coffin. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the last you. nail in the coffin. I think that it is that the underlying issues go back to uh, gut issues uh, to some extent, for lack of a better description, karma, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, that, you know, is brought over from, you know, wherever, <laughs> you know, the, it, could, right. it could be through the family lineage. Uh, but there is definitely a weakness there to begin with. Uh, that really makes you know everyone susceptible in, in our society today because I, I yeah especially in America how many people do you really know with good gut bacteria uh, and and I mean a good way to know that is you know are there um, you know the bags under the eyes are there the um, the ears that stick out you know the um, rashes uh, just all the different manifestations that that would indicate, you know, the bowel problems, the digestive, the fussiness about eating. Um, these are all very potent indicators that the gut is not ready mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. to hand, you know, that, 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 that there's a lot of work that should be done before we start vaccinating these children. And uh, just to, to monologue a bit, just yesterday, somebody posted something about, um, I think it was a, a, a family that was trying to cure their the, – actually, I posted it on my page uh, – a family that was trying to cure their child of meningitis with some supplements. And it was very similar to this uh, bleach thing where they were, tr- they were using some supplements. And I think the supplements weren't toxic, but they, it wasn't getting to the bottom of the meningitis. And, uh, you know, and so they, they had opted for this over their, uh, you know, getting, getting the kid a shot. And uh, and the person said, well, you know, people, you have to learn. You just have to go and vaccinate your child. And I said, you know what? If the child's immune system wasn't strong enough for for the meningitis, it wasn't strong enough to be vaccinated. Right. And right. and that's what a lot of people don't seem to to understand is that 
you know, the, 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 the things that we're supposed to accept as normal, they're not normal, and they weren't normal 100 years ago. The trick is to, you know, can we express concern and deal with the people who are trying to exploit the, you know, uh, parents and, and families who are dealing with this kind of thing uh, without making, without judging them? Right. Well, you know, and and sorry, just but um, the the use of the word exploit is actually very interesting because uh, people like Sandy and I, uh, we probably have people thinking that we're exploiting people and we're not doing anything, you know, like people who don't understand what we do think that we're quacks, you know, that we're exploiting people because we're heretics, aren't we, Sandy? Uh, (laughs) We are doing things outside of the box, but what's important and I know it's how I lurk, and I'm sure that's how you work, is we base our things on do no harm. Exactly. This, this, you know, is, where, so this is exactly what we're doing it. is doing no harm. People are coming of their free will. And, you know, people only stay as long as they start, as they're seeing, you know, differences and progress and changes. And, um, you know, no one's, no one's saying, you know, you have to do this for two years and then you'll see if something changes. I mean, right. we're not doing that kind of thing. We're right. saying, here I am. I'm seeing, you know, according to my looking at things, this may be an issue. And let's see. I mean, I always look at this as let's see what we can do right. and if we can make some changes. And we work together as a team. And, you know, because people come to me with all kinds of uh you know, vague symptoms that doctors, you know, have not been able to diagnose, have not been able to treat, and they've been having for years. And it's really my belief that a lot of those vague kind of symptoms, and even more stronger than that, but untreatable symptoms, have a lot to do with what you're eating, smelling, or touching. You know, Adrian, you're saying you're smart enough to see there was a connection to when your husband shows up and and you're getting a rash. I mean, the first thing, you know, we'd start talking about it. Did he, does he have a new cologne or shampoo or body wash or, you know, did something change? Is there something that he's eating differently that's coming out through his skin? Well, you know, you know what? It's funny you say that because I made him take uh, therapeutic baths a few times and that mm-hmm. seemed to help a bit. But getting him to get in that bath more than like once because <laughs> he's got to sit there for, you know, half an hour to, <laughs> to, okay. to but, make it effective. What would be even easier is if we can change your body so you no longer see, your body is no longer seeing anything that's on his body as being a problem. Right. Because, you know, I mean, he's he's not having the problem. That's, and that's true. he might be enjoying his new shampoo or his new <laughs> or whatever he's using. I, I think it's radiation from the plane. Oh, oh, how interesting. I, or something in San Francisco. Some, there's something that I think he's bringing off of that plane physically. Um, it, 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 and that could be, and then you could really be helping him. Yes, to, that, you know, that's just it. It doesn't hurt to, to you know, to detoxify him of all that. At all. But, you know, when I, what I've been doing now, you know, and I, you've worked with me years and years ago where I muscle test all these different things. And I've, I've actually got this new cool program that I'm just loving that, you know, normally ha- I normally have these hour visits, people come and, you know, I kind of do more in real individual work just, just around their issue. And I'm now doing a half an hour must targeted muscle testing session. When people, um, sign up for that, they, they fill out a form of all the, the 30 foods, 30 supplements that they want me to test. Plus I have my top 20, 
um, nutrients that I think are really important. They've, I've found to be important over the last 20 years I've been doing this. And um, I'm loving doing this because I'm able to give people a real overview of what things might be affecting them. And then I, along with it comes, they get, you know, some of the tools, my manual and some of my how to do ask and receive for sensitivity. So if they want to go and, you know, see if they can um, give their body new learning on their own, they're able to do that. But what I'm, I'm just loving having this very, very focused time with, with people. And um, I'm getting, there's actually new findings that I had never really seen before that I'm loving. One of the, one of the, the first things I test people for is water. Isn't that amazing to test yes. people for water? Yeah. And water, you know, um, you know, we're made up of 70% water when we're adults, but we were 90% water at birth and we were 99% water at conception. So any kind of trauma that happens in any of any time in conception through gestation, birth, the first few years of life, you are doing it in the presence of water. It's very easy and common for any trauma to be associated with water. Mm-hmm. You're surrounded with water and this awful thing happens. You got the cord around your neck, you're, you have a breach, you're in, stuck in the birth canal for three days. These are the kind of... Those are the kind of people yeah. that I see, you know, because I muscle test to see, you know, when I were te- treating for water, I muscle test to see if there's a trauma connected with the water. And most often it's from early, early conception, gestation or birth. That's the most common thing. Mm-hmm. And so that's their only experience with life. Right. is this terrible trauma that happens, and that trauma happened in the presence of water. So I always treat people, test people for water, and I'm finding that almost 100% of the people that I'm doing these half-hour sessions with have a problem with water. Mm-hmm. And these are people who all have these kind of vague symptoms, and some of them not so vague. They have diabetes or they have... Um, you know, some autoimmune disease and Hashimoto's or things like that. But it's really common to have a problem with water. Now, here's the here's the issue when you have a, a weakness, you know, a muscle test weakness or you're weak, you're having a problem with one of these nutrients, these substances, is that if you're weak on water, if your body sees water is kind of dangerous, that it weakens in the presence of water, mm-hmm. it's not going to absorb it. And if you don't absorb it, it's not going to be used properly in the body. Right. So, you know, I get people who are either drinking all the time and are still thirsty or hate to drink. And once we clear them up with the water, they're able to really utilize the water. Because if you're, if you're not having enough water, your body's not going to work. Right. right. And so many people have, are drinking all the water, but they're not, it's not really going in. Mm. it's really cool and and would they know that because they're just peeing way too much and and it's just going straight out and it's not actually being used by the body you know i think it 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 shows itself differently in different people okay you know because i i know i get people who say i can't stand the thought of water it makes me nauseous to think of drinking water and the other one's saying i can't stop drinking water Mm mm-hmm and they're, they've got their big gallons they're drinking all the time. And yes, you know, if you, um, oh, there's a muscle test that you can do. Just, do you sort of pull on 
their hair and you muscle test. I mean, kind of sounds kind of woo, woo but um, it's a it's a test for dehydration, and they're dehydrated. Wow, they're dehydrated, and they're the people who if if they if they're doing too much, they end up needing more. You know, they end up in the in the emergency room dehydrated, and yet they've been drinking, but it's not being absorbed. Yeah, and I see that all the time too. I see <laughs> people who are just you know they're they think they've just got to drink more and more and more and more and more, and sometimes sometimes the body just becomes overwhelmed. You know, for- the body. The, what I'm seeing is the body is really trying to do what it does best. Right. It's trying to protect you, but if if it associates water with a huge trauma, right, then it's going to do everything to keep water out of your cells. Well, I I, t- I told you about my flooding incident. Uh-huh. <laughs> that, that that you know, in six years, I had a house that that flooded no less than ten times. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there might be some sensitivity there to water. <laughs> There might be. There might be some sensitivity to water. And I am just finding it with most people. And and another one that I'm fascinated with is almost everyone is reacted to sulfur. Mm. And what I find with sulfur is you really need that nutrient to detox yeah. properly. Exactly. You know, and we're doing all this stuff to detox and we're taking MSM and we're taking all this stuff. If your body thinks sulfur is dangerous... It pushes it away. It says to the sulfur, I'm going to kill you before you kill me. Right. And it puts out an immune system inflammatory reaction. And then what you're getting as your symptom is that inflammatory reaction. Mm. You know, because the bloating, the brain fog, the congestion, the runny nose, that's all inflammation. Right. So that's your immune system trying to fight off these things, but it's often fighting off things that aren't very good for you. But when you go through um, now, that's those two items. When you talk about that, that I would just, you know, knowing your work, that is more from the allergy antidotes side versus the ask and receive. Correct. Uh, Because ask and receive, you don't necessarily need to know what the actual uh, uh, trigger is. You just isn't it more that you need to get your body to agree to basically just be harmonious with the world? <laughs> well, actually that's not how I use ask and receive. Okay. I just use, I use ask and receive as the treatment for what I find with my allergy antidote. I see. Oh, okay. So because I think um, it was a little bit different when you were, uh, when you had written the originally written the book. Well, uh, you know, there's two, there's two, there's a couple of different ways to do ask and receive. There's a simple ask and receive, which, which is just in general, you know, like, um, where, where you're just asking, I'll just say the statement. There's a part of my being that already knows how to heal and release all traumas associated with water. Mm-hmm. And that part of my being is willing to inform the rest of me now. It's doing so now with grace and ease. My mind, body, and spirit are receiving this information. Information transfer is now complete. That was that's just like a, what I we call simple because we're not finding the exact trauma. We're not finding the exact issue that's going on, the exact limiting belief that's going on. Mm-hmm. But when I work with people individually, I would. Uh, test somebody for being okay with water. And if they're not, I check to see if there's a trauma. And then I muscle test to see the age of the trauma. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's often about round birth and, um, you know, gestation, con- conception, all those kind of things. And then I find out what was going on at that time. And, and you know, you kind of laugh with these, 
you know, the scenario I gave about being stuck in the birth canal, but it it's amazing some of the um, amazing traumas that I have, uh, I hear about when you'd never have been talking about those at all. Right. I actually did a, did a, a some, on similar to this, I did a half an hour thing where people would, um, we would test them for if they're okay with money and if it's safe to have money, if they deserve to have money, if it's possible to have money, you know, can, they can have more money than their family. I mean, those see if they're congruent with those statements. Right. I mean, we're talking about money. Exactly. How far away from some of these uh, birth things can you be? And out of the first 20 people I worked with, the first 17 went back to a birth issue. I thought, my God, that's amazing. So then I looked at, then I was doing, working with them individually. And of those, um, 10 of those were life-threatening birth traumas. Yikes. Seriously, out of 10 people, two of them, the doctor had asked the father, should I save the mother or the baby? Oh, geez. Can you imagine? And, you know, like breach, you know, quarter on the neck, breach birth. And it's seriously stopped in the birth canal three, three days up in the mountains in a clinic in some third world country where there was no way to have a C-section. You know, right. those kind of life threatening. So 50% of the people who came to me for money issues had a problem, a life threatening problem at birth, which informed their life about what was safe and what they deserved and what was possible. Right. So then I use ask and receive to clear that up. So I'm clearing up things with substances, but also with, you know, statements of people's goals, what they want in their life. Right. Okay. And so, you know, I use, you've, you know, when I, when, you know, where you worked with me, it was more of the lasers and the um, tapping down the back, the spinal yes. release and all that. And now it's just that I've added ask and receive as another treatment for um, what I found in the allergy antidotes. And, and you teach people how to do these, these uh, methods themselves, that they can work on themselves outside of your, their, their uh, yes. visits with you. Yes. I, you know, one of the things that I'm doing with this half an hour session is you, it's, you know, I'm also giving them one included is one of my manual, my original manual that tells you all about everything, the conceptual framework, the, the techniques, how to do it. I've got videos about how to do your own muscle testing on yourself um, that they're, they're getting. And they're getting the ask and receive for sensitivities protocol of what to say to do it. So I really want to help as many people as possible. And I believe that once I came up with the ask and receive, it's something that's more accessible to more people. So my goal is for people to be able to, to do a lot of the allergy treatment on their own, either with the ask and receive, the laser, or the spinal release. And if they have some difficult ones where they really need to find out the originating trauma that started the allergy in the beginning, then they can work with me or someone else individually. Right. Right. So that's um, Look that's, at it. that's that's fantastic. Uh, so one of the things that I've noticed, uh, particularly mm -hmm. in energy medicine circles and, and doing the t similar work to uh, what you do, uh, mm -hmm. is that people often think that it's a license to not change their diet. How do you feel about that? 
Well, you know, like, what role do you feel that diet plays in all of this? I think diet is hugely important. I mean, I am such a Nazi about wheat. It's crazy. And you're you know? Jewish. <laughs> That's right. I'm Jewish. I'm a Jewish Nazi about wheat. But I, you know, like people want to be able to eat all the wheat and gluten that they want. And it's like, say, I, I don't eat. I don't even treat people for that because they say, I don't believe you should be eating it. So, I, you know, I'm kind of a, um, you know, I, I, in, in the process of working with people, I want them to have a healthy diet while they're, you know, changing energetically how they are with, with uh, the different foods. You know, I'm, you know, I'm not working necessarily. People may come in saying they want to be able to eat this sugar and this crazy fast food and all that. And I steer them first to deal with those big nutrients of the the water, the sulfur, the magnesium, the essential fatty acids, because those are the healthy nutrients they need to have their body function properly. Right. So my focus is on all of that. And, um, you know, I certainly talk about, you know, eating a good diet is really, really important. Right, right. Yeah, I, I noticed that a lot of people seem to, to think they can skip that or they – they take a very unhealthy view of health, which uh, unfortunately a lot of people do, which is, you know, I'm just going to give up like, you know, all dairy and all animals and all this and all that. And it's like, what, you know, most of us are just not getting enough nutrients. It's not, even, <laughs> you know, we're, we're not even consuming nutrient dense food. Like, so don't give up the most nutrient dense foods. Uh, you know, in one of the things that when you're saying about people, you know, <laughs> sort of giving up reality based uh, things, um, now I have a whole program called Sandy Simple Solutions, which is about weight loss. Oh. I used to have this thing, you know, people would come to me at, at that time for more of the tapping, the EFT for weight loss. And they'd say, well, I want to just do tapping. I don't want to change what I'm eating. <laughs> and I'm saying, that isn't going to work. You know, the tapping or the ask and receive is to help you be able to stay on your diet plan, on the healthy eating plan. Right. You cannot keep eating all the junk you're eating and still lose weight. You can't do it. Right. Yeah. You can't. So, it's, yeah. You're just not infusing your body with the with the the tools that it needs to make the energy flow. <laughs> but that it. But that is what I. I mean, I ha, I've had more than one person. Many people think that that's what they could do if if we just tapped enough, they could change, you know, their weight. So. Yeah. Yeah, the, I see that. I see that all the time, and and to some extent that could happen. But again, if you're not putting in in uh, things that your body doesn't see as an enemy, then yeah, I'm not gonna. It's it's almost ridiculous to to try and uh, tap in and the ability for somebody to consume, you know, arsenic, let's just say, <laughs> as, as an example. Yeah, so we're not, yeah, we're do not you want to just eat more arsenic? arsenic. But, but things like I'm working with people whose bodies push away vitamin C. Exactly. Well, if you're going to push away vitamin C, your immune system's not going to work very well. Right. So you've got to clear those things up so that your body can do the things that it was meant to do. Right. So can you just give me, um, before we leave, can you give me one uh, good success story that you've had? One good success story with the... Um, either With either of your... your um... Oh, well, there's all kinds. Of, I'm just trying to think of what's, what's oh, a good one. What, what, uh, what about the one that uh, you, the, the guy who actually helped you discover, ask, and receive? Oh, oh well, Tom. I mean, that's, that, he, yeah, that's a, that's a good story. So Tom... <laughs> 
Tom had lots of, he had allergies and asthma his whole life. He was so sick as a child that he had to go to a school for asthmatic children. So he was really sick. And then as an adult, he was still taking lots of meds and shots and everything and still suffering. And so he did the NAT, which a lot of people are familiar with, Nambutrapod's Allergy Elimination Technique. And it was a year-long program where he went at least once a week, and it took a whole year to go through all the um, different foods one by one. And and then it went, he was okay for a little bit, and then it all came back again. And I think he did it two or three times where he went back a whole another year. Oh, no. <laughs> And and then I showed up, I moved into his community in New Jersey, and he was so excited because he had taken my training and was like, oh, my God, I've got someone to help me. So, you know, he came to see me, but he said, he says, I don't want to um, just do one substance after uh, another. I want to just reset the reactivity of my immune system to a more appropriate level. Okay. And so... Um, so I said, that sounds great. So I put, wrote my immune system, put it on his chest, and I started to muscle test his arm. And I had him say, my immune system knows how to reset its reactivity to a more appropriate level. And his arm went right down. Mm. And so I, we could have said, well, I guess it doesn't know that, blah, blah, blah. But he he was leading um, a little weekly group in higher states of consciousness. And so because of that... I think it was he even said, well, let's see if there's a part of my being that knows that. So then we did, there's a part of my being that knows how to reset the reactivity in my immune system. And it went strong. And once it went strong, we were then able to ask the body what was going on. And what happened is that um, his body was saying it was afraid to give up its fear. The fear, his body thought his fear was keeping his body safe. Mm. And so we need to let his body know. We didn't know any of these sentences of ask and receive at that time. So it was more like, well, there's a part of my being that knows that I'm safe giving up my fear. And that part's going to tell the rest of me. And then it's doing so. And then, you know, and we just sort of put these sentences, sentences together. And he, we did this. And all of a sudden, one of his symptoms right there and then went away, like his chest congestion or his eyes. I can't remember which one. Yeah, I think it was something like like either uh, like runny nose or eyes or something. That, that going you said. And then we and then the next week we came back and we did it again. And some other things kept going away. These just symptoms kept going away. And I just freaked out. And I could just kind of say, said, um, God, this is like ask and receive from the Bible. And he says, A&R, that sounds like a good name for that. And I said, well, we have to use it right? because his first name starts with an A and mine starts with an R. Oh, there you go. So it was like synergistic. But he has he is fine now. He doesn't take all his big meds. He doesn't take his shots. He, do, You know, he is fine. Wow. And, and, and that, he, how many years? You wrote that book eight years ago, so it had to be at least two years before then, right? But, yeah. No, no, that's what we did. We wrote the book later than 2008, but we started doing it in 2000. Oh, you started doing it in 2008. Okay. Yeah, yeah we started in 2008. Oh, that's right, yeah. So it didn't come back. All those things when he had done the um, NAAT had come back, and it, it has not come back. He's he's fine, and he's been through stresses and does he have to maintain it? Does he does he do little like tune-ups to make sure that it's all flowing? You know, I don't think so, but he it's talk about tune-ups. He has a really interesting thing. We have it someplace on our website. 
he decided he, he in New Jersey there were lots of bugs and he hates bugs and he'd try to open his pool and they'd be bugs would be biting him he couldn't stand it so he um did an ask and receive that bugs no longer saw him as um you know a likely candidate the bugs didn't like him anymore boy bugs ignored him and all that and the bugs totally ignored him that's so funny but the but the only thing about the bug uh protocol he says he has to do it one time every year, every season. He has to do it once. Okay. And then he's fine for the whole season. <laughs> and he, he sits there and he says he watches all the bugs are flying around the other people and no one's going to, <laughs> going to him. So That's hysterical. I, I don't think he does tune-ups in terms of his allergies. I But you know what? I He just says he's fine. And, you know, I when we teach together and everything, he's not having all kinds of symptoms that he used to used to be sick all the time that's insane yeah that's fantastic well i think i'm gonna i'm gonna uh book a uh an appointment with you sandy to uh, get to the bottom of this uh this thing with with this rash that comes and goes and i don't know what's attached to it uh but it does seem that it it gets worse when my husband's here (laughs) let's just say you know that's that's that'll be fun to work with. I'm, I'll be looking forward to I, that. I think I've got some bundled energy that needs to move through me. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's and for whatever reason, it's not moving out of the conventional pathways. And so it's choosing my skin. Well, the skin is the largest detox organ in your body. And if it can't go out other ways, it's going to come out that way. Yeah. You know, can mm-hmm. I add? Can I just add one observation to the this thing about Tom sure. and the bugs? That's that's interesting, mm-hmm. and it speaks to the whole mind over matter um, perception. Uh, the, the just how powerful the brain is. I shouldn't even say the brain. I should say the mind when it comes to this kind of stuff. I worked at a radio station where every summer we would tell people that we had this special tone that was inaudible to humans that we broadcast on our radio frequency which was um um uh, uh which mosquitoes couldn't stand it chased mm-hmm. off mosquitoes and people would f- send us emails every year or phone us and tell us how wonderful the bug tone worked it's fantastic <laughs> there's only one problem with that there was no bug tone no bug. we made it all up <laughs> Huh? I, I even went to the trouble of creating a whole persona for the scientist who invented the bug tone and he was just one of our engineers, and I showed him at work in his laboratory, which was actually, you know, one of our remote transmitter control units. But it's amazing. I mean, people, you know, people believed it worked. People believed that there was sound technology behind it. And so it appeared to make a difference for them. Now, Well, placebo works. Yeah, no, and, and I'm not trying to be yeah, no, it does. Um, critical or pessimistic or anything, but it's amazing how if you give people a reason to believe in something like that, they mm-hmm. will notice a difference. Whether or not there is any difference, you know, whether or not Tom is any less, you know, attractive to bugs, we we really don't know. We we take Tom's word for it. But if Tom feels he is, and he's not coming in every day scratching like a chihuahua, then right. I would say mission accomplished. Well, my belief is, you know, placebo heals about 33 and a third percent of things. It's about a one third. Um, If someone has a belief system and a placebo works about that much. When you have a drug that's being tested, if it improves things, 33 and a third percent, one third, they consider it a fantastic miracle new drug. (laughs) 
if we can harness placebo, man, I'm excited about it, you know? Yeah. And no. so I think, I think it would be great if we <laughs> could harness placebo because if people are better, people are better. And I don't care how they get better. I just want them better. I want them to have a quality life. I want them to be happy and not be struggling with all these, you know, physical and emotional issues. So, so um, b- b- before we wrap up, what's your success rate? <laughs> what's my success rate? Yeah. Oh, my God. I've never, I've never given it a number. I've never given a number except that, um, boy, I tell you, people but come. When I took classes, when I took the certification course with you, I, I would say that uh, probably I think everybody went back better than they It feels like like when people come to me, you know, I I had this doctor I worked with for six years in his office, an alternative. Well, he was a regular MD, but a little alternative. And then I haven't been there for a while. And he sends people to me. And what he tells people is when the doctors can't figure out what's wrong, have tried every test, then you send them to Sandy. And and then, you know, we figure out something and we work together and it's, it's teamwork and we figure it out. And most people are really happy with it. I, you know, I don't have a number, you know, mm, and, okay. and it's not that everyone's a hundred percent better, but people get better. They're always better in some way. You're after. right. They improve. And, and that's, that's like with me, you know, I cannot uh, make blanket guarantees that you're going to completely cure your you know, candida or your food allergies or what have you. Uh, but do they, but every single one of them leaves with just a state of health that they didn't even know existed. Exactly. Exactly. I think it says more positive about Sandy that she's not trying to cite a figure than anything yeah. else. <laughs> no, seriously, people. Will, uh, yeah, well, we've yeah, seen because I, I don't that know. up on the fly. <laughs> yeah, who? What? I'm sure no one sits there and actually does a study of them themselves. So, um, but uh, yeah, you know, and it's like I said, it's a teamwork. It's really interesting to watch, you know, it evolve. And then people start coming up with things that they would never have thought of before Mm -hmm. work together. Yeah. And, um, absolutely. So So you, you do have a new book coming out soon. We do have a new book coming out soon. It's called let money in. It's sort it's being helping people with issues around money because I really believe that, you know, on a metaphorical level, we can be allergic to money because we push money away and we push prosperity and success away. You, you, we all know people who have all these possibilities or even money coming in. And as soon as the money comes in, something happens and it goes back out again. Yep. That they end up at the same level of poverty or close to poverty that, you know, that they're old traumas and limiting beliefs that they got from very young that is stopping them from having the life of abundance that they should have. Right. So that's coming out soon. Very cool. Well, I'll definitely have you back on to talk about that when you, uh, uh, when it releases. So please do keep okay. in touch with me. Uh, this has uh, been Adrian Hugh and D- Jim Ducharme with Sandy Radomsky of allergyantidotes.com. You can find her link on our website or link to her site on our website, nutritionheretic.com. The Nutrition Heretic Podcast is a production of Savor the Journey, LLC. Our audio editor is Nikola Popovich. Our podcast manager is Crystal McLean, and our operations manager is Linda Hansen. I'm your host, Adrian Hugh, the Nutrition Heretic. 
You can find us at nutritionheretic.com where you can download the Nutrition Heretics free shit list of seven health foods to avoid like the plague. You can also listen to previous episodes at nutritionheretic.com slash podcast. Be sure to like us on social media for updates. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash nutritionheretic and on Twitter at NutriHeretic. Contact us with show ideas, questions, or if you just want to be a guest. And don't forget to rate our podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. Thanks. Thanks.